Welcome back, everybody. Hello, Tracy. Hello, Laura. Happy birthday. It's my birthday, Birthday. girl. (laughs) Thanks. We're recording on my birthday and you're here in person and life is good. Yeah, and I've got a full belly. Yes, just had lunch. So hopefully there's no, um, you know, noises in the background (laughs) during the recording from loud stomachs digesting and worse. (laughs) (laughs) We'll edit that out. So we have a uh, listener that has um, her stories just been shared and if you remember it was the one where we were talking in response to her letter and we got um, a lot of input from a bee hive swarm tornado input outside of your window. Yeah, that was intense. I'm sorry, everyone, for that. Like that was like <laughs> in awe. And then I needed to take my son to the gym. Yes. And we had to run out the front and he walked out the door and he goes, what the fuck? It's like I told you that there was a swarm of bees and we had to like like ninja it to the car so that we wouldn't get attacked by bees. And then when I drove back up the driveway, I was like, oh, God, I have to, I have to ninja it back in the house. Back in. Yeah. It's crazy. But they've been hanging around a bit. Oh, I was about to say, have they gone? You can hear them. Oh, okay. Like you just hear this intense like buzz sound wow. and they're back. So I have no idea what the, what the go is. But anyway. What the? Yeah. But what was even more interesting, another layer of interestingness, if you will, is our wonderful listener whose email we were discussing wrote a really cool response. Um, Aside from saying thank you, she said um, as soon as she read the description, she chuckled for a few reasons. First, I'm happy to have introduced you to some new Americanisms and slang, haha. And second, the mention of a swarm tornado of bees. I used to hate bees as a kid because I was stung nearly every year up until I was 10. But now I have an affinity for them, mainly the honeybee and bumble kind. My best friend from high school and I call each other honeybee and even have matching honeybee tattoos. She's also the one who is very intuitive. Also, everything in my kitchen has bees on it. My sugar jar, my apron, oven mitt, cocktail, toothpicks, etc. So that high validation, as Lara so perfectly put it, was just wow. Like that's insane because that's just not like, oh, yeah, I've got a bee tattoo. That's like everything in my kitchen has a bee on it. Yeah. (laughs) And that was so cool. Yeah, because that's kind of like the intensity of the the bee situation at my house is like – it's crazy. It was all there. Yeah. And then today cool. when you came over to record, yeah. <laughs> I was out the back so I didn't hear the doorbell. I was doing some gardening, well, weeding, and I had the door wide open as soon as I walked in, in popped a bee just to say hello. And she goes, was... you'll never know, you'll never guess what just came in the door yeah. or who just blew in the door or something mm, like that. Something like that. It was a <laughs> bastard bee. <laughs> but it's okay because I shushed it out. It was fine. That's so cool though. Thanks, Gertie. Yeah. Yes, that's right, Gertie. We'll call you Gertie. Um, 
and she goes on to say, when Tracy mentioned that I come from a long line of Intune ancestors, it was something that my mother would talk about and that I always had kind of felt. My mum is incredibly spiritual and she's the one who has always opened my mind to things such as spirit guides, other realms, cleansing with things like sage, past lives and reincarnation, meditation, etc. She told me that her great-grandmother who lived in Italy used to be the one people would go to to remove their malocchio or evil eye curses. Also, the part about abilities getting lost during the war times. My papa on my mum's side is someone who I believe is very intuitive as well. And during World War II, he was just a young teenage boy living on a farm in Naples when the Nazis would come and steal all of their food. He came over to the US to escape at, I believe, just 15 or 16. And I believe without his parents, he had to start over. So I think this is absolutely what happened to him. His priorities were to just survive, really. And I'm sure there was a ton of fear. Uh, I'm not sure how much to go on to any other identifying factors, but yeah, she's still young. So Tracy was right that I'm fairly young. And the fact that she said this is one of the things I meant to do. He gave me chills because recently I have been feeling this and knowing it in my gut. I'm still deciding what level I want to do this on though and taking my time with it. I want to start doing things right and setting my boundaries, as Tracy said. Um, bah, bah, bah. Above I've mentioned I've started to dream journal per your recommendation in other episodes to make connections and strengthen my intuitive abilities in that way. And since I've started, it's been just very affirming because nearly every dream I've had related to something that came after in a way and it could not be coincidental. I truly, truly appreciate the advice to not turn this off and just all of the advice you give in your podcast that has been helping me to tune in and become more aware that there are even things I can do to protect it, strengthen it, etc. And then, uh, and I know it not to be random. That's cool. Very, uh, very cool. Yeah. Thanks us both amazing humans for doing what we do. I cannot tell you how grateful I am to have found your podcast. I know I need to work on the fear aspect and boundaries and I plan to make this a goal over the coming years, all while keeping up with you ladies. Ah, sending all my best to you both. Gertie. <laughs> Thanks, Gertie. Be like Gertie. Just be nice. <laughs> Just be. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Sorry. You're lucky it's your birthday. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can get away with it today. I don't know what my excuse is any other time. Yeah, right. Mm. <laughs> but that was awesome. Very cool. And, you know, when she said, I'm not sure what to do with it and what kind of, what level to do it at. Sure, yeah. It's a really great point. And I know that we've probably spoken about it a few other times before, but you don't really have to do anything with it. Like ultimately, depending on your belief system or whether, you know, you're evolving your belief system, my belief system really is that, for lack of a better way of describing it, I am God, you are God, if you want to call it God, but we are all just an expression of the oneness. And so the awareness that you have in your human self and your spirit self and your soul self, all the awarenesses that you have as the oneness are for you to be aware and let everybody take care of their own oneness and the world will move exactly how it's supposed to. <laughs> so not knowing what to do with it, you know, sometimes we don't need to necessarily do anything with it apart from just keep it as our as our centre of guidance and clarity and truth and um, and connectedness and authenticity. Like 
going that, with it. That in itself is doing something, like oh, gosh, more than yeah. anything. You know, yeah. if, if everyone could do that, it would make so much better, you know, times for everybody. Mm-hmm. So don't don't discount or underestimate just the power of doing you with it. You yeah. know, like just applying it to you that that's not enough because it is. It's that more is than enough. It is the point of it. To stay on track with it and to stay honouring it and yeah. to realise if you're off track to course correct. That's it. And and if you can do that, then everybody else can do that for themselves. And then we, we serve from a surplus and not everybody is supposed to help others with their abilities or um, their their experience or even how far they've journeyed. And so through experience or through wisdom, they're able to share it back to those who are, Gosh, who are yeah. ready to receive yeah. it. But not everybody is supposed to be doing that. Not mm. everybody is supposed to be a doctor. Not everybody mm. is supposed to be a teacher. I was going to say, we, we all do it just on varying levels and degrees. Yeah. Yeah. You can do it by example for whoever's near you, whether that's, that's what scale that is, is dependent. Yeah. And yeah. don't let society or anybody else or anything else tell you that doing yourself with it isn't enough because mm. it's everything. Yeah. I really feel that actually. That's so good. Mm. Just for yourself is is enough. Oh, it, it is the point of it. Yeah. More than enough. Mm. And Some people don't do it, no. <laughs> don't even do it. And, yeah. you know, um, it's a great point because you really can't do more with it until you do it for yourself. Like it's mm. that whole cliche old adage of you have to serve, you have to fill your cup first before you can serve others. You know, you you can't pour from an empty cup, all those things. Yeah. that That's what this is. You know, I can't be here doing a podcast like this if I hadn't have done this work on myself. I mm. can't have the energy to serve if I didn't take care of myself to have the energy to serve. Like you wouldn't have the insight if you haven't done your stuff. You're seeing everything through yeah. a completely different lens and it doesn't benefit anybody else mm-hmm. in and, that sense. And not everybody's me. Not everybody needs to just yeah. not shut up. <laughs> <laughs> not everybody needs to be, like, inspired to talk 24-7. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So I like what you're saying and just want to clarify, we're speaking in general terms, not necessarily just to Gertie. Yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah. Gertie. This yeah. isn't not like directly, completely no, at this you. This is not direct advice. No. Just we're talking in broad terms about everybody listening yeah. on all different facets because even everybody's not like Gertie that comes from a long line of exactly. strengthened, intuitive people. So that's, yeah. I think, I feel where we went from there. Yeah. <laughs> where we ran. <laughs> but it's, it, yeah. Yeah, it's good. I, you can't hear it often enough just mm. to keep things in perspective, which is, yeah, it's a good place to be mm-hmm. in perspective. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's it. So today mm-hmm. we're going to talk paradigms. Oh, I finally got that piece of whatever it was that's been stuck in my tooth <laughs> since lunchtime. <laughs> finally got it out. Thanks, <laughs> listeners. Sorry. I'm going to edit that. <laughs> No, don't. <laughs> Why do people need to know that? Well, because it's real. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Go on, you go on. Like, I have I have noticed you've been talking about paradigms a lot recently on your socials and um, you're doing some work coming up on more intensive sort of workshops about paradigms and whatnot too. Yeah, so next week next week on Wednesday the 26th I'm doing a live masterclass. Okay. Um, like virtually, um, which goes for two hours. Um, And it's really just 
I mean, if, if no one's ever heard of a paradigm, great, listen to this episode because I'm going to explain it all. Lovely. However, the masterclass is going to be um, specifically around spirituality and your paradigms. Um, so it's going to have a little bit of more of a tangent that's or a bit more of a, um, a specific point to it. Well, two hours worth. Yeah. 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 Sure. So, um, so what's a paradigm? What do you mean when you say that word? Well, tell me what you think it means. Well, I, I viewed your, one of your recent videos, it might've been today, it might've been yesterday when you were talking how you were reflecting on your own journey and how you've shifted lots mm-hmm. of different ones. Um, and you talked about, you know, how your childhood experiences sort of, the thing that came to mind was limiting beliefs because that's how, that's been your experience so far. So that's the only thing that you think possible for you in your life is what you've experienced or what your family's experienced, what your reality is, what you know to be true, rather than looking at other people's experiences and thinking that more is possible. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I took from that an understanding of what a paradigm meant to mean was a limiting belief or not being able to see things out of your own experience or thinking that anything else is possible. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's pretty close to that. Okay. So a paradigm is kind of like a programming. Right. Um, so in your programming, you would have a set of limiting beliefs, but the paradigm is the the program creator. Okay. So it goes a bit deeper. Yep. Yep. And a paradigm is segmented for a better way of describing it. So it's almost like containering um, certain aspects of ourself into different paradigms. And in each of those paradigms exists a set of limiting beliefs, but also exists a set of stories, exists a set of why, exists a set of past, present, future, likely. Like it's it's like, you know, when they say, um, well, they're setting themselves up for success or they're setting themselves up for failure. That would be an, an example of a very small, like a, a smaller container, but with a paradigm in there that shows that if you do this, then you're likely to have this outcome because we've seen what that looks like time and time again. Okay. Yeah. Um, so another example of a paradigm is if you were born into a really wealthy family. And oh, yeah. let's just say that wealthy family um, afforded you the best, you know, Ivy League education and trips around the world. Uh, You could live anywhere, do anything, experience anything that you wanted, have anything that you wanted. And let's just say it gets to deciding to go to study law and your father and your mother are lawyers and their father and their mothers are lawyers and your brothers and your sisters are lawyers and your future grandchildren are destined to be lawyers. And deep down inside of you, you want to go and dance with kids in Africa and teach them how to paint. Mm -hmm. But a part of your paradigm would suggest that that is beyond, uh, beyond your the likelihood of occurring because there is this series of pre-programmed paradigms that have been handed down or you've been, you've inherited them. Mm. So you're going to have to turn around and say to said mother and father and grandparents, I don't want to be a lawyer and be the first one in the family that says that. So 
you're going to have to say what you want to do and they're going to say, well, why are you doing that? And you're going to be disowned if you don't and what a shame on the family. And Yeah. So it's not the limiting beliefs is that is a small component of it, but there it's a very holistic and whole experience, the paradigm, because there's other people's judgment, there's timing, there's other people's experiences, there's your experiences, there's every, it's very loaded. Yes. Um, and your limiting beliefs are usually at the at the very end of breaking a paradigm, not at the beginning. Okay. So at the beginning, it'll be more just like this awareness or not even an awareness, more of a lack of awareness of not even considering to think that I could go and teach kids in Africa how to dance and paint um, because it's just not what my family does. Yeah, like you're blinkered. Yeah, you're this so you don't allow it vortex yeah knowing anything else yeah Mm -hmm. so you don't allow it and and that's part of your paradigm it's like oh no we don't we don't do things like that or Uh that's not what my family does Mm -hmm. so that's not a limiting belief it is um in a a paradigm a program that you have inherited that has become yours that you haven't consciously chosen so it's bigger than the individual correct yep okay yep so in order to shift a paradigm or break free from a paradigm we need. We are met with a lot of uh, resistance yeah. from the external world. Usually, not not always our own existence. We're we're trying to move out of the barrier or break free from the restraint of that paradigm. But what we're actually met with is brick wall after brick wall after brick wall. So it would be my father saying, "Well, son, you're the only child who has not taken on the." the lawyers, you know, it can't be so-and-so and and sons now and you're my only son and, you know, you do realise that if you don't do this then that's that's the family business gone or whatever and, you know, it's a shame to the family business. So then then I would sit back and just think, okay, well, I can't shame my family Mm. and so therefore I'm also uh, like it's not my limiting belief. It is I'm also taking on uh, the fears of other people and I'm also judging that the the predetermined future for myself or that that the needs of my family is greater than my own. Yeah. Um, you know, we uh, Matt and I were having a conversation the other night about um, a particular situation, and I said to him, "Have it, have a, another think about your summary of of." of that situation because I want to, I want to give you a a couple of little things to think about to change what you're thinking or to challenge you to think differently. You know, what if you came from a home that was, you know, um, dad was a drunk and hit mum, and mum, you know, was a quiet meek little thing in the corner and, you know, would just sit there and smoke her life away and wither away and the, your younger siblings and your older siblings, you didn't know where your older siblings were and your younger siblings were running around the street and, you know, dirty nappies and, you know, no shoes on their feet and not got anything to their names and then you go and get a job and say you're in high school and you just go and get a job at the local cafe or whatever and you're getting your first paycheck um, and you with your first paycheck, you go and you buy yourself a nice pillow because, you know, you never know, you come home from work and, you know, some random person's sleeping in your bed. So you just find somewhere where you can sleep. And so you go and buy a nice pillow with your first pay packet 
and then you come home one day and your pillow's gone. You don't know where. Maybe someone stole it. Maybe someone threw it. Maybe someone hit it. Don't know. But your pillow's gone. And then maybe you think, well, I'll just go and buy another one. And so you get that and then you come home another day and there's someone passed out drunk and they've vomited on your pillow. And then, you know, you'll just think, oh, stuff it. I'm not going to buy a pillow anymore. Instead, I'm going to go and buy myself a nice pair of shoes. And so you bring those home with your next pay packet. And then before you know it, your brother's asking you to borrow your shoes and then you never see them again. And so it would, it would be this awareness of, well, like that's because who am I trying to be? Who do I think I am? Like wanting to have nice things, wanting to have comfort, wanting to buy myself something that's my own. Who do I like? who do I think I am really? Like serves me right for getting excited about something. Wow. So um, that that would be a paradigm that you would be meeting up against because you're trying to break free from it, but your environment, your surroundings, your family, yeah. the, the forces around you and the influences around you are keeping you stuck in there. It's like they're, they're bouncing you off the walls and you just cannot get out. So a lot of the time, it's not so much our limiting beliefs that are pre- or keeping us in a paradigm or preventing us. It is other people's limiting beliefs or other people's um, creation of these paradigms that suit them. Not that, supporting you. But not suit or support you. Mm, interesting. Yeah. And, uh, mm, and yeah. so when you're going through a spiritual growth or a spiritual journey or just, you know, spending time in your own spiritual self. We meet paradigms all the time. Like if if you think about religion, you know, it could be a, or a cult even. And that's one of the fascinating things, another one of the fascinating things for, you know, me with cults because there is so many paradigms inside of cults. It's unbelievable. But even like mainstream religions, if you want to call them a cult, go for it. I won't. <laughs> Organised religion. Yeah. Yep. Um, but if, you know, if you're in a organized religion and then you want to leave, you know, if you grew up Jehovah's Witness or if you grew up um, evangelistic or whatever it is, and then you want to leave, you're disowned. Like, well, disowned. You'll 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 die. You'll go to hell. You you like you you're sinning. You know what? They will have nothing to do with you. They will bar you. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying those particular religions, but you know these are the extents to to the extremes. Yeah. To yeah. what can happen because there are these created almost um, almost uh, um, manifested, but it's like um, they've created their own paradigm. It's like their own way of of rules and of existence, and it's like a club. It's their own reality. Yeah, yeah. And it's but it's not the reality. It's just no, the reality they're choosing to one. sit in. Yeah. yeah, it's a created reality. And so when we try to break free from it, we we would question potentially. Well, maybe I am. Like maybe I will go to hell. I'm gonna have to say goodbye it's to scary. my family. Not easy. Correct. And when. Often when we're trying to break free of a paradigm, it's really important to make sure that we're focusing on the new paradigms that we're trying to create. Um, I was asked this morning, what what would be my advice to say or to do if you meet someone who is stuck in their low vibration and doesn't want to get out of it? Um, like no matter what you say, no matter what you do, they just insist on sitting in their low vibration. And 
I've got a very clear answer, which is don't focus on the problem anymore. Focus on the solution that you want for them or that you know they need. And in some cases, we, without judgment, we do we know people need certain things sure. or what we want for people. Um, and it's straight away just completely get their attention off, get their focus off what they're focusing on and challenge their focus with humour, challenge their focus with something completely unrelated and get their vibration moving a little bit higher and then we can start to do some work and massage it from there. But never focus on the problem ever because where focus goes, energy flows. Mm, And so when you're trying to break free of paradigms, they can really take hold. You know, they some of them, have been so generational. Some of them are past life. Some of them are ancestral. Some of them are cultural. So deep, like so layered. Very much so. And it can be like drowning and just exhausted trying to climb out of the quicksand. It can be exhausting. Yeah. So whenever we're trying to move or shift a paradigm, it's really important to make sure that you spend more time in the paradigm that you're heading towards rather than thinking about breaking free from the paradigm that you're trying to break free from. Makes perfect sense. So look forward, not where you're at or back. Yeah. And what I'm trying to think of is backtracking even a little bit to recognise when you may be stuck in one and not realise like some red flags when you're looking at things that you might want to do and you're met with resistance or you're looking around and every door's closing, I can see how it would be really misleading to some and confusing uh, in spirituality talk, especially when you're sort of thinking, oh, well, you know, if if that path isn't open, then it might not be the right one for Mm. me. But I suppose to go back another level and go, well, what's the reason behind that? Is it is it coming from you, from what you want, or is it coming from somebody else and they're putting up judgment, they're putting up resentment, they're putting up expectations on you, you know? That's it. And when when we are moving, when we do want to shift or move into a new paradigm or away from a paradigm, that's when, when we talk about spirituality in the mix, it's about making sure that you are being authentic about moving out and in to another so, yeah. one. So if you're being met with brick walls or closed doors or no's, then that's your opportunity to question, well, is this the universe saying, well, what is your reason for wanting to move into that paradigm or away from that paradigm? So ask, like check yourself before you wreck yourself first. Yeah. Um, Before you go then looking at other people, like make sure that you look at yourself always first before you look at others. And then if you've looked at yourself and you're like, no, this is what I really want to do. I want to go and dance with African kids and teach them art. You I know, thought like, we were on that example. I know, yes. right? <laughs> I looked bring at your back, face and back. you're like, what yes, the fuck are right. you talking about? Do I? <laughs> <laughs> I wish you just could have seen her face. She's like, what? <laughs> you know, like it's like, no, I really want to do that. I'm not running away. Yeah. I'm not crumbling under pressure. I'm not trying to get onto the other side of the world. I'm not you know, flighting away. That's right. I'm not whatever. Like Mm. I really want to do this. It's my heart's calling and I dream about it. I think about it. Yeah. Then at that point, then you can start to look at 
maybe what paradigms you're in amongst the spinning of, like where your life kind of intersects other people's paradigms. And it's most often family paradigms. Like families have very strong paradigms, extremely strong paradigms. That makes sense. Yes. Mm. Um, Like they're one of the most um, toxic paradigms that we can have, especially because tangent number one or maybe tangent number two. I don't know yet. Maybe it's more tangents. When we think about um, being a spiritual being, having a human experience, families, it's it's a very romantic notion. Sure. Um, We don't necessarily, the people that we're born to or born, share blood with, Mm -hmm. we don't belong to them. We don't, we don't have to be with them. Our solar systems do not spin around them. We are, we are all connected on much greater levels than just blood. Mm -hmm. And when we think about the paradigms that can exist inside of families, they're one of the greatest destroyers of spirit. They can also have forces for good. 100%. Of course. Mm. But if we're talking about like the toxicity of paradigms, mm-hmm. families are way up there. You can understand that because of the amount of influence family has over Correct. one person. Yeah, yep. that and would so make sense. when they say blood is thicker than water, of course, but blood is not thicker than your spirit. Sure. Sorry. Put it in perspective. Blood's yep. human. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know that I'm quite extreme with yeah. my views and that's why a lot of the time I don't share mm-hmm. my true beliefs about things <laughs> because they are quite extreme. But, um, you're, you know, and I kind of completely discombobulated my husband the other day because I had that word. Yeah, I know. That's why I used it. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, I had an epiphany about money the other day Mm -hmm. and like, I'm, I'm pretty good with my non-attachment to money and, um, I love money. I think it's amazing, but I'm not attached to it in any way, shape or form. But I had this awareness when I was listening to someone talk and it was very profound for me. It was like an epiphany. Mm. And I tried to explain it to Matt and he just like stared at me blankly. And I was like, did you get it? And he goes, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, never mind. I have to think about it a little bit more before I explain it. Was that a, your example from being up one neck of the woods or is that something you're going to share now? Well, it was about... Um, realizing that money is a human construct, like blood is a human construct. Yeah. So money is a human construct. And why would people let money block their spirit? Spirit is far more superior than anything man-made, mm-hmm. anything that is in the human form. Spirit is the the be-all and end-all. So why do people put, like, and obviously with being um, responsible with their money. But why do people stop their expression of their spirit that is authentic to them for the for money instead? Like why do they say, oh, no, I can't afford that or I can't spend the money on that or, you know what, maybe when, I've, when I save up for this or maybe when I've got that and I will do this. And when money is the thing, like when I've got this amount of money, I'll do that. Why do we let money suppress our spirit or stop our spirit from being expressed Mm. because it's man-made like 
man-made does not trump spirit. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, it doesn't. There was a um, a quote that um, oh, I think it was Michael Jordan, probably wrong. Someone, re- someone will have to correct me on that <laughs> one. Check. Yeah, but it was um, booze don't block dunks. So basketball, right? And you're scoring a slam dunk, right? People that are booing oh, okay. in the... I thought it was another basketball move. <laughs> <laughs> so people that are booing in the grandstand and sure. the bleachers, they don't block your dunk. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same kind of thing. Like the dunk is the spirit, the boo is the money. Mm-hmm. The dunk is your spirit, the boo is your family's paradigm. Mm-hmm. They're loud. The I get boos the are loud. One. I get the families one more than money on... You know, within reason, because although money is a human construct, look at the world we're living in. Of course, it's the way society functions. Uh, of course. So, you know, you literally can't just spend everything but, that you've got. But it's more down to the fact what you do spend your money on yes, as opposed to what you don't. Yeah. So we mm-hmm. prioritise yeah. things. I love that. Yes. Perfect. So we prioritise yep. a nice car. We mm-hmm. prioritise owning a home. We prioritise going on however many holidays a year. Our cost of living. We prioritise yep. what we choose to have, the luxuries what or the quality yep. in life, mm. sometimes over really stripping it back to making sure that first my spirit has to be sure. happy. makes perfect sense. First yep. I have to express myself and then I can have all of those things. Yes. So it's like it's reprioritizing yeah. your your way of thinking about money in terms of if you're really unhappy in your life, yeah. think about channeling the money towards making your spirit happy instead of channeling the money towards having things. Because when your spirit is happy, you'll have more than you've ever had before. Of course. Yeah. Like it, you just got to go back a few steps, get the foundation right, and you're on a home run. Yeah, you've got to retrace your steps somewhat. and then... Yeah. yeah. Mm. And, you know, like all of us, most of us have or we all have it, but whether or not all of us are aware of it, I doubt. But most of our listeners probably are aware of their family's shit. Yeah. You know, the shit that comes down all through the families and the things that so-and-so's inherited or this story or that story or whatever or the shady uncle or mm-hmm. the drunk auntie or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, we all we all have some level of awareness and acceptance of that being a part of it and sometimes that's enough for us to just go well you know it's my last name or well you know what i'm not going to be really letting anyone down because like i'm not Arnie Sue over there who you know writes herself off every other day or I'm not Uncle Ted over there who's got 10 different kids to 10 different women. Mm. You know, like it becomes a comparison thing too. So it can appear that we're that we it can appear to us that we believe that we're living our own life and we're satisfied because we're not them, but it's just an illusion. Because just by comparison, it doesn't mean that you're free. It doesn't mean that you're being authentic. It doesn't mean that your spirit is being expressed just because you're not as bad as them or that you're not getting drunk every weekend and you don't have 10 kids to 10 different women. Yeah, yeah. So we've got to be mindful that families having that closest kind of dynamic or the stories that get shared around or the relationships and the the um, the physical closeness that we share with them, that that we're not just using comparison to determine how 
our state of living or how happy we are with ourselves because go put yourself in a room with if it's money, go put yourself in a room with the with the Rothschilds or, you know, the wealthiest families on the planet and you're going to feel pretty poor. Mm-hmm. Go, But go and put yourself with your auntie and your uncle and you're going to feel rich. So you got to be really mindful, like, who are the five people that you're spending time with kind yeah, of thing. It's I just like you're the talk. average of that. Yeah. But it's the same with your paradigms as well. So your paradigm might feel superior to Auntie Sue's and Uncle Ted's, Mm. but is is it a paradigm that you're actually intentionally, consciously and deliberately, authentically aligned with? Mm, Okay. Yep. Yep. It's okay if it's not, Mm. but just check yourself before you wreck yourself in thinking that you've made it or in thinking that, you know, that you got to tell yourself, I'm this, I'm that, I've this, I've got this and I've got that cool why are you still trying to prove to yourself convince yourself convince yourself you don't need to convince yourself if it if it is what it is exactly Mm. like it's just who you are like you you probably most of the time you're not aware of Mm. who you are when you're being you Mm. you know like yeah yeah. yeah. like it it, because you're in the moment of it yeah yeah it's unconscious as much as even if you're living like for the moment it's just that's right being you yeah Yeah. Mm. So when you're thinking about shifting paradigms, it can be the difference between getting yourself out of a really terrible situation, Mm. no matter what it is, or it can be the difference in you being in a really great situation, but you want to be in an even better situation, or you just want to try different. Like paradigms aren't always just about, you know, suffering and moving out of suffering. Sometimes it's being in a great space and moving into an even greater one. Yeah, it could be anything. Yeah. Yeah, like we yep. can, we, we have paradigms in all areas of our life. We have paradigms around our physical body, um, you know, and one of the examples that I posted this the today on my socials was with my bodybuilding competition. Yes. and was that just today? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And the paradigm that I had, been sort of spinning around in for um so long it reminds me of the ride at the easter show the gravitron oh where never liked that that's like a paradigm and you're stuck on the wall and you so want to get out but it just keeps pushing you back like the gravity of it just keeps pushing you back yeah and then you vomit maybe it's the vomitron yeah i'm a vomitron Uh uh-huh (laughs) I am as I've gotten older. I could do spinny stuff when I was younger, but not now. I'm the opposite. But now I just don't go on. I was such a chucky kid. Chucky, chucky, chucky. Like travel sicky and, yeah, all of that. Not not good. Such a chucky kid. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Like a cottage cheese kid. (laughs) (laughs) Not pretty. (laughs) But, like, if you're on that... if you're on that gravitron with with like my body with like okay in that inside of that gravity was the force of you were sexually abused and so you must have a really bad i relationship with your body and you're an alcoholic so you must have a bad relationship with your body you're a drug addict you must have a bad relationship you're a sex addict da, 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 da. <laughs> you starve yourself you binge eat you do this you do that all of these different things that are that are forcing that gravity of you against that wall and it just keeps you there because sometimes it's just easier to just give in sometimes it's easier to just go you know what that is a fuck ton of pressure coming at me that's velocity right there like that is mm. like the definition of the high speed velocity coming at me and it hurts to push against the and i feel sick required to push against yeah i feel sick i will vomit Maybe more than once, I will probably have tears running out of my eyes. I probably will be able to walk straight when I get out of it. 
but you know what, it's just going to be easier if I just give in. And a lot of people are doing that. We do that with our physical body. We do that with our mental health as well. The choice we make, whether yeah. to change something or not. Yeah. Our, yeah. our relationships, you know, marriages that we're in or partnerships that we're in, um, even um, our careers and what we're doing, you know. I hope to have 10 more career changes before I die. Yeah, same. Like, dude, I want to I wanna experience yeah. stuff. I want to keep reinventing Tracy yeah. over and over and over and over mm-hmm. and over again, mm-hmm. wherever my spirit takes me. And I can't wait. Like mm. I, I can wait, but I'm excited. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I am enthused yes, about. It's inspiring. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. It's inspiring to have that view. Yeah. Mm. Whereas a lot of people are stuck on that gravitron. Yeah. With their career, I went to uni for six years. Like, and now I don't want to be a doctor anymore. Instead, I want to go and write books. I want to. I want to lock myself up in a room and never see another human and just write novels about ghosts that have sex with vampires and then have human children. I don't know. Wow. (laughs) But like, what am I going to do? Like I, like that's going to be a big waste of six years at university and time. And you know what? I'll just do another 20 years. I'll retire and then I'll write books when I retire. I'll be okay. Retirement (laughs) is a paradigm. Mm. School is a paradigm. Everything. Everything is a paradigm. Just be mindful of the paradigms that you've got in your life. Mm. Have a think about them. And decide whether or not they're authentic to you or whether you've just inherited them or adopted them along the way and they're really making you miserable, a lot of them are going to be easy to get out of. Yeah, because you have the choice. I suppose once, you know, awareness is the key and I I love how holistic it sounds when you describe paradigms to involve so much more than your inner most workings it's the environment that you've been in it's what you've been exposed to Mm -hmm. so having a look and reflecting on how that all impacts you and your choices and going from there as well as the inner work you know piecing it all together and then being aware of where you're at and I suppose then you feel much more courageous or even a little bit more empowered to make different choices Mm -hmm. once you're armed with the knowledge of why you are the way you are why it is the way it is and how you can choose different Mm -hmm. Mm. and you know we're we're obviously talking about kind of the the reality of a paradigm and what it looks like in in real life and real form but paradigms essentially come from your consciousness Mm. and so in order to understand how to or how one gets into a paradigm or how one has been kept in a paradigm, how paradigms are created, um, you kind of have to usually work backwards. Mm. So That makes sense, yeah. The science behind it looks at the conscious mind and the subconscious mind and what you're attracting into your life via vibration. So your conscious mind, your thoughts, and your subconscious mind, your feelings, they create your vibration. Mm. And then if you're in that certain vibrate or if you're in a vibrate, a frequency, then you are going to then take action in that frequency. So if I'm thinking, you know what, who am I to think that I can have nice things and want more for myself? Who am I to think that I'm ever going to go anywhere? Like look at my life. Um, and then you're feeling despondent. You're feeling kind of hopeless. You're feeling like a kick in the guts you're feeling down on yourself, then what are you going to do? I don't know. Maybe you're going to go get shit-faced for the weekend. Mm. Or maybe you're just going to get your 50 bucks out of your pocket and just go and stick it in the poker machine or something and just go, oh, fuck it. Just waste it. Like, what's the point? Like, who cares? 
And so your thoughts, your feelings and your actions all aligned and sent a really fucking strong message out to the universe to say, I like it in my paradigm. Here I shall stay. Here I shall stay. So Mm. it is extremely difficult to break free of some of those. But then some of the small, like some of the less strong ones that maybe we've created for ourselves, they're much easier to get out of. Give us an example. Let us do a test run for any listeners that might be going, oh, I want to have a little bit of inquiry into this and over the next week, say, have a look into something small that we might be able to shift. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's a good question. What about, um, well, what about going for a walk every day? Yep. So for people who... Um, maybe don't move every day. So if any of our listeners find it hard to get out and do any form of physical activity at all. This is me, hands up, office <laughs> job now. I even have colleagues going, let's go for a walk. And I'll be like, oh, do I have God, to? I'll whinge the entire way. And I do. It's about to rain, I'm sure. Yeah, I didn't pack my comfy shoes. No, no, or no. My I've got little socks on and my shoes eat these socks. So yeah. it wouldn't be comfortable. Actually, I, I think my phone's about to ring. Yeah. For someone that I need to speak to. No, I'm on a roll. <laughs> Set them all. I've got an upset belly. I need to go to the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> got a meeting. <laughs> yeah. Anything. Yeah. Find an excuse. Yeah. yeah. So... What a really great way to start thinking about it is that you've, when you've gone for a walk, mm-hmm. like, tell me how you feel when you go for a walk usually. Oh, it feels great. Yeah. I'm so glad I've gone for a walk. And you feel like a walker, right? Like when you get back, you're like, yeah, yeah I'm a walker. I'm so proud of myself as well. <laughs> and I'm always warmer, which is good because usually I'm cold. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I'm a little bit sweaty and mm-hmm. I hate feeling a little bit sweaty. Yep. When I'm at work, yep. when I've worn good work clothes and I'm like, this shirt's going to stink. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So there is this feeling, yeah, it's great, but the thing that you're experiencing that you don't like is stronger than the thing that you do like. Mm. Is that what I'm saying? Like, is that what I'm hearing? Maybe. Well, I don't know if it's stronger, but there's good things and bad things. Okay. I don't know what's stronger or not. Okay. Mm. So... um. What, what we have is we've got to think about what's the meaning that you've given the activity. So what, what does, so I know how you feel about it now, but <laughs> when, when you, like, how do you, what do you think about the activity? So like, why don't you want to go? It's effort. Effort. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like physical effort. Physical effort. Yeah. And I'm lazy. Okay. Yep. So what does laziness mean to you? It's not a good quality. No. No, I'm not proud of feeling lazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Um, what does lazy mean? Because it's not working hard. It's not putting why, in effort. Why do you have to put in effort? Because I, I value people uh, and myself when I put in effort. Why is it important to value people and yourself? Because I like trying. Like I like, I, I'm inspired by people that try and I like to be one of those people that not only are seen to try, but when I try, I feel proud of myself. Why? Why? Hmm. I don't know. I, I value it. I just respect myself more. But when you're saying why, I don't know why, 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 why. What is it about people that try versus people that don't try? I'm just stuck on the whole laziness. I just, 
I don't know. Help me out. <laughs> okay. No, that's okay. So there are two types of people. There are people who are going to move towards something they really want. Mm-hmm. And there are people who are going to move away from something they don't want. Okay. Yes. Yes. Like there's a motivator. Everybody yeah. has a, a general one motivator that they're either going to be a move towards or I a move this. away from. Move towards something you want or move away from something, something you, that don't, you don't, want. don't want. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what mm. I was asking you, I was mm. trying to figure out whether you were moving away from something and mm. that was your motivator or okay. whether you were moving towards something. Mm. And you so, said it's two types. Yeah. So there's usually each person. I reckon I have different moods. <laughs> I could I could sit in one camp sometimes and one camp the other time. Well, it depends on what environment you're in. Yeah. But okay, we're applying sure. this to yep. walking yep. or Going. exercise. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. So are you someone who is going to be, how am I going to motivate you to get the result that you want? Am I going to motivate you through okay, giving sure. you something to run away from, yeah. which is going to get you up and going for that walk? That would, yeah. That or would. is Am I going to motivate you by saying, guess what you get when, you go, when you've done this? Yeah, Here's a surprise. Yeah. Like what's going to... Like, that feels better. That feels better. Yep. Moving towards something feels way better okay. than being fearful. Yep. Mm. So a lot of the time what we've got here is that your leverage isn't great enough. So the reward doesn't counteract the pain. Mm. So you're not in enough pain by not going for the walk. Mm. It's yeah. true. And the reward doesn't, and, and that's fine mm. because you're not moving away from pain. You're okay with it. You'll just get used to it and sit there because <laughs> nothing's making me move. <laughs> nothing's making this lazy ass move. <laughs> don't even think about bikini at Christmas. Not even caring. It's not even bothering me. I don't care. It could be a stage thing too because when I'm thinking about it at work, my, my job's still like feeling really, really new. So I feel as though any time spent doing something else other than getting my head around it. Like there's a benefit to staying where I am and like, especially if I am on a roll to, to stay there. Cause I'm, that is a benefit as well, but mm-hmm. it's different benefits. Mm-hmm. My physical wellness, yep. um, as opposed to mentally, um, I feel a bit better if I just work solid through because then I'm not, uh, ruminating on it later because I've yep. spent extra amounts of time on it. Okay. Mm. But simply by, um, Simply by upping the reward from it's good for my physical health and well-being to go for a walk every day and I know it's good for me, that's just not enough. Mm. It's not enough. Mm. So we need to either raise the bar and say, hey, what we need is structure, so we're going to need discipline. Yes. We're going to need maybe a challenge and a date and a goal. So whatever that is, you need to put that in place and you need to make it fun or you need to make it, you know, if I rank, I bet everything that I own that if you, if I rung you every day at a different time of the day and I said, I am knocking on your door and we are going for a walk, (laughs) you would fucking be there quicker than I had finished hanging up that phone. Yes. Yes. Why? Because it's fun seeing you. (laughs) <laughs> so see, mm-hmm. it's not, a, you're not lazy. Mm. You just don't have something that's, um, the motivator. Yeah. It's the motivator. So when it comes to thinking about the paradigm that you're in, you've got a few going on there, but what did you automatically just not even think about? You didn't think about all of a sudden, like if I'm on a roll and I've got all of these ideas, like 
I well the 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 exercise was the last thing on your mind and so was the work. The first thing on your mind was spending time with me or if it wasn't me, you know, whoever it is, but mm. it's something that is that you have got a more perceived value than what you had. So when it comes to shifting paradigms, you've got a few paradigms going on there in your in your subconscious, which is your feeling mind. Yes, that's yep. that's that's creating your action or your inaction. Very so true. So your what you've got is, if anything, you're just lazy in your feelings mm. than anything. So it or you're comfortable. In, in just feeling those feelings and and real and not wanting to do what you need to do to shift those feelings. Yeah. So for a lot of a lot of when we help people shift paradigms, what we want to do is get them to talk about their feelings first and then understand what the meaning is behind what they've given that is creating their current situation. So with the walking, if I say to you, okay, so Let's give walking a new a new meaning. It means that you get to talk to me every hour. Yeah. Every time you go for a walk, you can call me and we can talk. How do you feel about that? Mm. Yeah, that'd be way better. Yeah. And mm. you would do it, right? Yeah, I would. You would want to do it. Mm-hmm. And there might be days where you can't because I reckon after maybe a few weeks of doing that, it might be like, oh, you know what, I can't, I've got a meeting. Oh, no, 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 no. Because Your we get... Tracy stops answering her phone. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, real, uh, guys, this is not going to happen because I literally yeah, exactly. will not do this. That's my fault, not Laura's. No, it's an example. <laughs> I do just. I, I think Tracy is a recorded message. Hi, Lara. Mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. Great. So, if you want to you shift your paradigm around going for a walk every day or just some sort of activity every day, then we need to start thinking about what we feel. Yeah when we don't go and what we feel when we do go, see what the difference is, whether or not we're moving away from something that hurts or is uncomfortable. So it's a motivator. Um, like I don't want to be like, I don't want to have cellulite or a wobbly tummy or big fat arms in my costume when we go away with the entire family to Hawaii this summer. Then that might be enough of a motivator for you because you don't want to feel like shit. Sure. So yeah. you'll get up and you'll do whatever it takes to feel good yeah. at your level and, mm. and that's your motivator. Or, you know what, I don't want to look like I don't want cellulite and I don't want a wobbly tummy and big arms in my swimsuit when we go to Hawaii with the family in summer. Um, but, oh, fuck, those donuts taste good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I really want that wine, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we... Obviously, your the pain is not your motivator. Mm. The the dangled carrot or the reward or the benefit needs to be the motivator. However, just being in a bikini, feeling confident with yourself, is not a big enough reward. Even though you probably think it should be, it's not. Mm-hmm. So, like for you, just having getting out, stretching, walking, breathing in fresh air you know, having a break, you know that's good for you. Mm. Cool. And I know it feels good Yeah. when I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not enough. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid of mm. upping your motivator if you're mm, going towards or if you're a run behind. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a move away from pain. Mm, okay. Um, and that so, surprises me actually. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, it turned. 
and it's who I am at my core. Mm. Um, and I got lost when I wasn't in that mm. before, which is I was really struggling, and that was paradigms. Yeah, um, interesting. Like, and for at least as I'm talking about when I had like all of my pain with my fibro and my MS and all that kind of stuff, all the MS. Um, but no, pain is a motivator for me. Pain pushes me, pain fuels me. So if I feel physical pain or any kind of emotional or mental pain, for me, I see it as I've really got to get out of this really fucking quickly. It's pretty It's like it's clear, hot. Isn't yeah. it? It's mm. burning and it's hot and it's hurting me. I need to quick, smart, get out of this. Sure. And I will do anything to get out of it. Mm. I'll say yes to anything. <laughs> so it, there's no wrong or right mm. which way you are, but you've just got to knowing. know which one you are yeah, first off knowing. and foremost. Sure. Mm. Because that's when it's going to be really easy, not easy, but that's when it's going to be easier to shift your action. Yeah, because you know what you need to do. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're, you're, you're more attached now in the feelings to it. Mm. Mm. So... We would, I would just reattach your feelings to spending the hour with me talking and walking or talking to me on the phone while you go for a walk. Like I would affirm, like I would reattach you to that, which is going to change your actions. Mm. And I would also argue on a side note in brackets, just a little bit of extra here, that if you're on a roll at work, the best thing for you to do is go for a walk and come back. Ooh. Because it will flow through you like no jam. Love Seriously. it. Seriously. Well, that's a good motivator, actually, just that, yeah. just hearing that. Uh-huh. It that I'm not orders. losing something for getting up and going. Because no, that, you're not. that, yeah, that is a turn off. Yeah. 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 No, well, you're doing the opposite. Great. You're actually, like, unless you're really in flow yeah. and, like, you're, like, going at it, fair well, enough. Oh, let's say rare. Exactly. Which is why I'm assuming <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that 99% of the time it mm. would be better for you to get up and go for a walk. Okay. And See, I like that. get out of the vibration that you're in. Mm. And that's a paradigm too mm. that yes. you've got going. Mm. So there's so many little shifts that I'm talking about. Not all of them are big family paradigms. Some of them are just yeah. these little tiny little Absolutely. paradigms, little, yep. little gravitrons, mm. vomitrons spinning around us all the time, Yeah, like little vortexes, but they're not, mm. um, that, that are keeping us sitting there working and working and working mm-hmm. and working. Do something different and see what happens. Like get off the ride for a second. Mm. Decide if you want to get back on for starters. Mm. Stand a different way so it's a bit more comfortable. Take a a vomit bag with you or something. I don't know. You don't have to wear it down your front. No, exactly. (laughs) Bend down. Crouch down. Sit down. Why don't you lay down this time? Aim at someone else. Yeah. (laughs) Go to the left instead of the right this time. (laughs) So. If you're someone who's listening and you would really like to be able to just get up and do some form of physical activity, even if it is just like walking around the block once or just, I don't know, walking around your property or whatever, just Mm. doing something, have a think about, number one, whether or not you're a move away or a move towards person. Mm. Then have a think about how, like what the meaning is that you've given, what it is that you're doing and how you feel about it. Um, and then figure out whether it's the moving away thing that you need to up the ante to feel differently or the moving towards that you need to up the ante to feel. And it's your feelings that will eventually shift your paradigm. Good stuff. Now, there is so much more to this. Like this is really like basic, basic. Scratching the Scratching the surface. Yeah. Because that's the subconscious that I'm focusing on. 
And the subconscious is your connection to spirit and to the universe. Okay. Sorry, not yep. to spirit, to the universe, not to spirit. So your subconscious mind is frequency that vibrates in emotions and that is the universe's language. All the manifestations. Correct. Yeah. So how you feel is what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Always, every time, full stop. Mm-hmm. Never not that like that. Mm. It might not be exactly in that moment in return because it just depends on how um, aligned you are. Mm, okay. um, yeah. But the, there's the universal laws at play in that subconscious space. So when you when you understand that, it's fucking next level game changing. Mm. But in the like, if we move into the conscious mind space, that's when we start looking at. Um, your levels of consciousness and Mm. how that impacts the potential for you to feel things and your thoughts and your exposure and the opportunity for you to do things. All the relationships within that. Yeah, that makes sense. Because, you know, a lot of people these days will say, yeah, like I'm spiritual um, or which is great. Like Mm. I love that people feel that they're adding that to their their identity. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people will say, oh, I'm in a conscious, I'm a conscious being or I'm awakening. Mm-hmm. And it's like, please explain it back to me what you mean by that. And yeah, because it I, is a thing, but what's the interpretation there? Correct. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And ultimately, like, unless it's, um, and, and I mean, I don't want to get on my pedestal, but if we're just talking about paradigms specifically, you really need to understand what consciousness is, mm. um, not the fluffy stuff the actual real deal consciousness, you know, the quantum physics, the neuroscience, all of that. And you don't need to know everything. No. You don't even need to know as much as I know. Like, and I don't know a quarter, like not even an eighth. But it's the awareness of of it. And if anything, it's the respect. Mm. Like I know nothing. I really do. I know fuck all. Mm. I just no bits but the more you know the more you realize you don't know exactly having that sort of I don't want to know anything I don't want to know anything I always want to feel like I don't know anything yeah I it's the best feel like I love it I'm addicted to it oh gosh sometimes I get sick of being the only one in the room like always the one (laughs) in the room that feels like I fucking know nothing It's a good thing, though, because you grow. It is a good thing, but it's not comfortable. No, so that's a paradigm. uh, You know, I can say it's, you know, inspiring and and it is, but always being that one, it's just like, oh. (laughs) I think you're generalising and distorting and deleting by always being that one. I think that there are more in that room than what you're aware of, for starters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, yeah. And you've got a paradigm going on there. Mm. Mm. Not a really big one, but you've mm. got a decent one going mm. on there. It's a decent one. It's decent. It's meaty. It's got a good bite in it. I love it. Yeah. It's so got some crunch. It's got, a, <laughs> it's got some texture. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's going to be that thing that you're picking out of your teeth for the next episode, Tracy. <laughs> no, that was just like a piece of lettuce or something. So gross. Definitely different to that. It wasn't meaty at all. Um, but... Um, I intentionally put myself consistently in places where I know I'm going to be the dumbest person in the room or the person who has the most to learn in the room. Yeah. And where my paradigm is different to yours is that uncomfortableness, that like, oh my God, even it's borderline anxiety sometimes, that Mm. real like, oh my God, this is tough. I love it. Yeah. 
because, and I didn't like it, Mm. but my new paradigm says that if I can get that feeling as close to it as I possibly, like teeter on the edge Mm. and then have the incoming newness, yeah. Like it's the yin and the yang. It's the dark and the light. And mm. we must embrace the the darkness. And darkness is in this paradigm feeling uncomfortable, yeah. feeling dumb, feeling mm-hmm. naive, feeling ignorant, feeling stupid, all those words that you, you mm-hmm. want to use to describe and, it. And knowing, like you're not judging yourself for it, you're just allowing that to happen because you're accepting that as well as the good. Yeah. Yeah. So like it makes sense. those feelings, yep. they're not bad feelings. No. Your paradigm just tells you that they are. Of course, yeah. Your paradigm tells you syndrome. don't have them. Yep. Yeah. Mm. And your paradigm tells you that you shouldn't. Why are you doing this? You don't have to do that. Why are you doing that? Who are you to do that? Yeah. Or like, why? why yeah, why are you a glutton for punishment? Like, yeah. why are you spending the money, or why are you taking the time out of your day to do that? Why are you putting yourself through this? Yeah, you don't need to. What's the point? Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I'm living my life. Mm. You know, this is uh, my spirit will lead me where it wants to be expressed, and you're following that. And I'm just opening up the door and go, what have we got in here then? All where right, have then. you led me to? All Take right. a breath and off we go. That's <laughs> so cool. Yeah. It's fun. It's mm. it's exhilarating. Mm. And it forces you to be in the present moment mm. like nothing else. <laughs> it's so incredible. Mm. And it's just a, it's a wild ride. Mm. You know, I, that's why, like, I don't need people because mm. I am entertaining the fuck out of myself all the time. <laughs> yeah, you're doing what you want to be doing. All the time. And you're it's choosing, like, you're coming from that informed choice as well. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you've got that clarity. Yeah. Mm. And I think just for me, like in one of the paradigms that I have is that I don't have to be with people, Mm. you know, and it's just a part. And I've accepted that over the years and I'm more into it than I ever have before, um, that just being around people is just not necessary for my thriving Mm. at this stage of my life. Mm. And I'm okay with it. Yeah. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Really. I mean, because you can still be loved. Mm-hmm. And you can and you can find people who accept it, mm-hmm. and you, you like it's fun. Mm. <laughs> I love it. Mm. I'm keeping it busy, mm. and but but that's a new paradigm. Yeah, that I have consciously and deliberately, intentionally created, especially in the last two years. I love the concept of creating new ones. It's yeah, great. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, and that's why we look to those often. So where focus goes, energy flows. So if your focus is going on the future, then um, the universe is going to be spending more time to co-create that future. The minute that you turn around and give death stares to the past, (laughs) (laughs) the universe just goes, oh, fuck, here we go again. And then Mm. has to deliver something back at you, slap you in the ass or in Mm. the cheek or the back of the head. (laughs) And then you get put back in your paradigm. Mm. And it can be so easily done with some. And sometimes it might mean that you have to literally physically cut people off. Sometimes it might mean that you actually have to sell everything that you own. Sometimes it might mean that you have to leave your marriage. You just, you don't know what it might mean. Yeah. But it's got to be your choice. Yeah. It's got to be, it's got to be your choice that's an authentic choice in order for it to have um, sustainability. So we can create, I can get you to create new paradigms in an instant. 
Yeah. But you're not going to be able to sustain it. It's got to be self-led. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Makes total sense. And paradigms, like if you can think about it, it's kind of um, like it gathers momentum and speed as it spins and as it's in its existence. And so when you're starting new paradigms, it's going to go slow until it starts to speed up. And then before you know it, it takes hold. One of a, a really great tip also is to look at people that have what you want or are doing what it is that you want to be doing or are thinking the way that you want to think or have what you have, whatever, but people that have already done it or are doing it and jump in on their paradigm, hmm. which it, it becomes, it, that's a whole nother level as well. Hmm. But it's about like, don't reinvent the wheel. See if you can just jump in and figure out how to swim sure, and learn as you go. That's what I do. Because you're in that supportive environment. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I do and I figure it out along the way because I'm clever sense. enough. Like, well, But I apply myself to it. Of like, course. Y- you have to be ready and willing to apply yourself. You can't just go, oh, yeah, I'm just going to swim on everyone else's no. wave. Yeah. You have to figure out how yeah. to create the waves yourself. Yeah, but, you've got to do you yeah. still. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But if you have enough confidence and enough faith, for me it's mostly faith, I've got plenty of confidence, but mm. to me, it doesn't really matter for me how much confidence I have. It's the faith that I have that is my number one. I have enough faith that says that I can match my confidence to that faith of being led to jumping in that vortex to go. or jumping in that yeah. that paradigm. Mm. And sometimes it spits you straight back out again and you've got to keep going back in again. Just wow, so. really deep. And that's, that's just my version of you saying – what happens if you get the nose or what happens if you get the brick wall or you get the yep. the slam door shut? Same thing, new level, new devil, yep. just playing in in faster speeds mm-hmm. and um, just with bigger concepts. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make me better but mm-hmm. it's just bigger. Just, just different. Yeah, or, or just um, bigger. It mm-hmm. is, it's bigger, faster and bigger. Mm-hmm. It's more intense. Sounds it. Yeah, but it doesn't <laughs> – as long as I'm happy with it, that's all that matters. Yeah. Like it's not – I don't, like, my paradigms are not my husband's paradigms and not my children's paradigms. So, yeah, because that's another <coughs> important thing. Paradigms are yours. They're individual. Yes, but you share them as well, some of them. Mm-hmm. Like, we have a family paradigm, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm off in my own little world. Most of us are in our own little worlds. Yeah. Um, and that's where your paradigms exist. That yes. Some people have no idea that you've got those paradigms. Mm. Like, people with secret fetishes or kinks. <laughs> Yeah, they're you not know, all public. Or that are having affairs, mm-hmm. you know, with secret lives. You know, there's paradigms out there that people know nothing about. For sure. Yeah, like they're hidden. Mm. And a lot of us, a lot of us have many of those with ourselves. It's those conversations that we have with ourselves that no one will ever hear. Good point. Mm. Mm. So that's paradigms in a nutshell. Mm. So you're going to um, go deep, deep. Yeah, I'm gonna under, I'm gonna explain the mechanics of paradigms first, so that people can really understand it, and then we're going to specifically apply it to spiritual development, Great. Um, intuitive development, mm. and also just acknowledging that um, paradigms is one of the best ways. I feel that I'm so excited about it because paradigms feels like one of the best ways to help people discover their own spirituality and their own relationship with spirit as opposed to my best friend and I love spirituality or, you know, I'm born into a family of spiritual beings, you know, mm. like paradigms again, you know, let, let's let's see if we can 
get people to create their own paradigm that is just their spirit and them. It makes perfect sense. No one comes in. Mm. It's like this is just us. It would be good to revisit this topic perhaps after you've run that because Mm. it sounds like exactly something that these podcast listeners um, would love. Yeah. Mm. Even with psychic abilities. You know, if you want to improve your psychic abilities, what's your paradigm around why you can't? Yeah. Because we are all spiritual beings having a human experience. Mm -hmm. We are all psychic. Mm. You just have to learn a few things. Mm. That's all. Super cool. Very cool. That's what we're all here for. Uh Can't wait. Sign up. I'll put a link in the uh, show notes attached to this episode. Yay. Because I'm guessing there'll be one. (laughs) By the time in a few hours we turn this episode around. Yeah. (laughs) Paradigm. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Shifting. (laughs) Wherever you are, we hope this finds you well. Take care of yourself and we'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. We love bringing Turns Out She's Psychic to you each week at no cost. So if you like what you hear, please consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We are a small operation researching, coordinating and producing the show ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the costs of making the show. As a thank you, we'll send you out some Tosby tattoos. We'll give you a Patreon shout out on the podcast. There's a monthly live Q&A, competitions and giveaways, as well as special book and movie review bonus episodes. For more details, please click the link in the show notes. Of course, if you want to get in touch, send us an email at tospsychic at gmail.com. We welcome your ghost stories and any questions that you have for myself or Tracy. And we'd love it if you left a review and shared the podcast with your friends and family and give us a follow on Insta at turnsout underscore she's psychic. Bye-bye. Bye.